and welcome to In My Mug, episode 124 on Monday the 28th of March 2011. My name is Steve Layton and I love Kevin. Nah, it's really not working, is it, that one? <laughs> We're going to have to go back to uh, I like coffee more than... yeah. Um, anyway, before I commence the commencings, I did say to you last week I was going to be in uh, an outside location, getting on an aeroplane to go and record this week's In My Mug. As you can see, I told a terrible, wicked fib. Um, thanks to Ryanair that wouldn't allow me to uh, travel to Ireland uh, for a number of reasons. Um, I didn't get there. Uh, I do plan to go at some point in the future, but for now you're going to have to put up with it here. But the coffee that I'd been saving for, uh, for this uh, trip, we are still doing. And it's a really, really special coffee. Um, it's from Bolivia. I think by now, if you know anything about it in my mug, I love Bolivia. Uh, it's probably my favourite growing origin. Um, I love the people, I love the country, but most importantly, I love the coffee. And the coffee we're going to be looking at is also something that's become quite synonymous with has been and who we are and what we're about. Um, it's called Bolivia Machicamarca. What's that? We've already done that on in my mug. Yes, we have. You're quite right. But this is a unique lot. Um, it is a Pebri lot. Um, on the farm, there is around about 5-10% of the crop comes through as Pebri, uh, which is standard for most places. Um, and there's a little bit of story behind this one. So this year, uh, this year, it was last year now, but in July last year, I went out to Bolivia and I went and spent a week on the farm with Mario and Lupi, who are the, the two farmers, the Andrade family. And... Um, Spent the whole time picking, processing, um, and at the end of the trip I spent a couple of days at the mill with uh, the exporter, um, the Pedro and Daniela, who, uh, it's, uh, Daniela is Pedro's daughter, and I'd met Pedro two or three times, this was the third time, for a couple of excellence of previous times, and obviously on this trip. And Pedro uh, was presenting some samples to us, and I got talking, and I was kind of saying, you know, it was a shame that the lot from Machicamarca is so small. Um, 40 bags seems like an awful lot of coffee, which is, uh, I think, uh, 100 or 10 bags is a ton, um, so you've got four tons of coffee. Sounds like a lot, but with such a popular coffee, it doesn't go so far. And um, he said, well, why, why don't you take the Peabree? And it was a shock to me that they'd actually sorted out the Peabree and, um, and sent it on. What was happening to it? It was going to uh, commodity-grade coffee. They just had a commodity Peabree that all of these were going to, and off it went. And he was like, yeah. The problem was, uh, wasn't able to cup it, wasn't able to assess it, wasn't able to look at it. Uh, so I had to buy uh, four bags of coffee, uh, which was approximate what it was going to be and did turn out to be four, uh, on, the, on the blind. Um, you know, 240 coffees is not 240 kilos is not an insignificant amount of coffee to be buying that uh, may not be up to the job. But Machicamarca being kind of such a farm we know so much about, um, it seemed like a very calculated gamble. Um, so we took a gamble on it. Uh, I didn't cup it until it actually arrived here in the country, um, which was again gamble, but a gamble that's really paid off and I'm sure you're going to absolutely love this coffee. So Machicamarca is in the Sudjungus region uh, of Bolivia. It's in the Andes Valley. Uh, has an altitude of around about 1,790 metres above sea level. Um, it is a mixture of uh, Carilio, uh, which is a Tibica 
varietal. Um, took me a long time to find that out. And I think the other is Katura, but I'm kind of gone a bit blank. I think it was just 20%. Um, it's been in the family for over 100 years, the farm. Uh, passed from generation to generation and is now owned by Mario um, and uh, Lupi Andrade, who are brother and sister. Um, who used the, used the farm as a place for the whole family to kind of come together. Um, Mario lives in Santa Cruz, which is uh, a beautiful, uh, very hot part of Bolivia. And uh, Lupi lives in uh, La Paz, which is the capital city, uh, but quite a distance away from Santa Cruz. So they use the farm as a central base to come together um, quite often, um, <laughs> like most of the time. Lupi particularly spends most of her time on the farm, but particularly during the harvest season. Um, they have some great uh, manager, like a, a farm manager who looks after the farm the times that they're not there. Um, and um, a, a great team that look after the farm and do the picking, and, and which are all from the local community. Um, the coffee uh, we found through, and I'm, sure, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself here because I'm sure lots of you have seen the Machikamaka video and are kind of going, yeah, we've heard this story, Steve, but the coffee we found through the Cup of Excellence in 2007, uh, where it came 24th, um, ever since then we've bought every single coffee, from, yeah, every single bean from the farm, apart from the Peabree, which was getting blended away as, as, as another. Um, we are the only ever buyer of Machikamaka, which I think is ace. Um, we've started the relationship. Before that, they were just getting rid of it in the commodity market. Um, so, you know, we've been really kind of key on, on building the brand of this. And actually, Machikamaka was the coffee that we sent to the... There was a, a, a conference re recently in Long Beach in California called TED, um, which I'm sure some of you will have heard about. And there was a, a group of roasters that got together and sent some coffee out and, and some baristas and did a uh, presentation of what fine coffee can be to the TED delegates. Machikamaka was the coffee that I sent out. Also the coffee that was used in 2009 by the Irish barista champion Colin Harmon of that year in Atlanta and uh, did very well indeed with, with that coffee and uh, is a massive fan just, just as I am. Okay, so some numbers. Uh, farm is called Bolivia Finca Machicamarca, owned by Mario and Lupi Andrade, has an altitude of 1,790 metres above sea level, um, is Corilio, which is another name for Tipica and Catura. It is 80% uh, Tipica, 20% Catura, and um, is in the south youngest region of Bolivia and is near to the town of Chilomani which is um, a smallish town, but fairly well-known in, in Yungus. Um, right, I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go and make some coffee. Um, this one I am looking forward to very much. So I'm going to go and make the coffee, and I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. So I've pulled the espresso quite tight, um, just because from cupping this coffee I know what to expect and I know I'm going to get lots of acidity. So I pulled it just a tiny bit short because I want to try and increase some of the sweetness. So. That's really cool as I've walked it round from the other side. And what you hit it with first of all is the maltiness, like toffee, caramel, that I know Machikamaka gives me every time I, I, I kind of dive into it. Perhaps not as intensely, but what is intense is there's a massive acidity. It's really like a lemon. Now, I don't want to over 
over-exaggerate the lemon. So the kind of way I've described it is like a lemon pie. So you think about that, you, you get that sweetness coming through, so you get the sweetness of that toffee, a little bit of maltiness, caramel, and then you get an absolutely beautiful uh, lemon kind of zesty, but calmed down by this sweetness coming through. So that's, that's in the espresso. I think it's a very good espresso. Very, very good. My milk is awful on this one. Absolutely horrible. I hope it doesn't affect the cup, so. Way too much foam on that. So, the big thing about Matcha Camarca for me is when you pull it as a cappuccino, it changes it into this kind of, what I've described as the donut. And I don't think that's a donut as much, but you do get the maltiness. You get this real kind of, just multi. It's like almost like a Horlicksy oval teeny kind of flavour come through, which is very, very nice. I'm going to whack that in. Oh no, that's going to go everywhere. I'll pop it on the floor. Been playing with um, a new funnel. Oh, I'm going to show you something. So it's like a funnel um, that goes in with the Chemex paper. Uh, it's ribbed and kind of stops it sticking. We're hoping to release it in the next few weeks for other people to play and try. Really does help with the Chemex though. Um, so now the mug is um, it says coffee meter, and it says no talking, need coffee as the first line. Seriously, pee off. Nope, out of control, need more coffee. Um, it's very kindly been sent to me by somebody, I don't know who, so whoever it was, thank you very much. I get, I get mugs turn up in the post and I've no idea who they're from. Um, they just come direct from companies and uh, this one had a message, I saw this and thought of you, but it didn't have a name, so thank you, thank you whoever, and please do let me know if it's you. Um, so, it's brewed coffee. It's good, because Magic Marker's a great coffee. It's one of my all-time favourites. If not, if you send me to a desert island and I'm allowed to take one coffee with me, it'll be Magic Marker. It's a lot cleaner than Magic Marker in this one. Um, I actually, I'm, <laughs> I met him in my mug subscriber, uh, Coventry Jim, in, uh, in a coffee shop in Birmingham yesterday, which is called 6-8 Cafe, uh, which is a new place that we've started to supply, which do an awesome job if you're in Birmingham. You must go and see them. Um, but... They, um, I was talking to Jim and he's an mug subscriber and he said that one of the, the descriptor on the bag of cleaner, he said, what, what like toilet cleaner? I was like, no, 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 it's, it's cleaner than Magica Marker and I think I might have to edit that, uh, edit that label. It, it's a much cleaner cup. For the clarity, you get to see the acidity much more, which is where this lemon comes from. And I know in other Magica Marker I've had like a grape-like, this is much more lemon, but you do lose something because of it being cleaner, and I think you lose a little bit of that sweetness and a little bit of that kind of the body and, and, and the flavours that make it really exciting. I, I like it. I think it's different, and we're going to put together a pack as well where you can buy Magic Marker and the Peabree together and obviously do a, a taste off with it. But I, I think I prefer Magic Marker to it. But I like it because it's different and it just shows what Peabree um, kind of does to uh, does to the flavours of this farm's coffee. So, numbers, name of the farm is Finca Magica Marca, uh, De Berenguela, which is the name of the river that runs at the bottom of the uh, the farm. Owned by Mario and, and uh, Lupi Andrade, uh, in, near to the town of Cholomani, grown at 1,790 metres above sea level. A mixture of Carrillo uh, and, and Katura, and I'm, I, I keep saying Katura, and I'm, I'm actually scared that I've got that wrong. And um, 
Sunjungus region. Um, uh, kind of fully washed, but not. We've talked about this before where it's washed and then it's run through the pulper again with the scrubbers open and the bypass open. So it takes a lot of the mucilage off and then left to dry in the sun. Um, tiny farm. Production of the farm is 40 bags. Um, production of this Peabree is four bags. World exclusive. Um, absolutely delicious coffee. Three things you need to know about it. One, it's a Peabree. Peabree is where in the coffee cherry you normally get two seeds, which are the, the beans. Uh, you get one and it's rounded and looks a little bit like a pea. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a Peabree. So it, within, the, within the cherry you have pistols that fire to produce the seed and it's a misfiring of one of those pistols. All coffees have Peabree. Different varietals will produce different amounts, but the average is five to ten percent, which is exactly right for this one. It's actually ten percent of the of the harvest. Um, so that's one thing to know about it. Two, it's uh, grown by a family that have owned the farm for over a hundred years and are very involved in the whole process of it. Uh, even though they don't live on the farm per hundred percent, they they spend a lot of their time there. And they have a very good farm manager who looks after it. Um, and three, uh, it's world exclusive. Nobody else in the world has this coffee, so it, it, it's all ours. Um, okay, I think that's it. Life is too short for bad coffee. And I love Magical Market very, very much. So I went and I didn't rate them, so I put them in order. I'm actually going to put the brewed coffee at the bottom. I think that's the, my, my least favourite of the three, although it is delicious. It's, my, it's probably my least favourite of the three because it lacks a little bit of the, the sweetness that I'm used to with Magica Marca and there's much more increased acidity. In the cappuccino, I think it cuts through really well. I like it. Um, but surprisingly, I really liked it in the espresso. And I think espresso is going to be my favourite with this one and going down that way. Um, before I go as well, I'm going to show you a picture of the rose colour. You'll see this is a... Um, uh, medium to medium dark roast, certainly somewhere in the middle of that, I wouldn't say it's quite medium. Um, you see from the peas that it's a, it's, it's a strange shape. can be quite difficult to roast and quite difficult to get right because the peas, there are some different sizes in there, so uh, that, that definitely makes it a challenge. And um, yeah, life's still too short for bad coffee, take two.